And those Oregon State Beavers, let me tell you, um, you know, they really are taking the forefront um, with their Global Hemp Innovation Center. And this was breaking news. I mean, this was all, this was on the late night talk shows. Jimmy Kimmel, I think, said something along the lines of, we've been listening to the CDC the whole time, so we should have been eating our CBD. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, it's finally here. There's published research that is out and about from Oregon State University in PubMed. And we are going to discuss the research that came out on January 10th that showed that CBDA and CBGA, which were the two molecules that were being studied in particular, uh, helped prevent the coronavirus from penetrating the human cells. Now, we've talked about this before on a previous podcast with Dr. William Courtney, and there's some brilliant uh, discussions that we've all had on this topic before, so it's not like it's news to us, and as well as my mom, Janet Benton-Gaylord, had uh, published her own research, and uh, we were forced to take it down two years ago when this whole thing got started, and so now that it is out again and it is catching... Uh, popularity and eyeballs. Um, it's uh, it's. I'm, we're happy that it's here. Uh, a little disappointed that it's taken two years for the information to get out to the public. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit more about the research and talk a little bit more about what we know with these cannabinoids and the coronavirus. Not only helping protect you from getting it, but if you were to get it. Uh, to help your body uh, recover quicker. So, with no further ado, we have our co-hosts, Dan Humiston and Janet Benton-Gaylor on stage with us. Welcome, guys. How are we doing this fine day? I'm uh, doing great. Very excited. Been a good week. I'm happy to talk about this topic. This is getting a lot of attention. Absolutely. So again, I just wanted to kick it off and, and talk a little bit about it. Um, there's been a lot of buzz, and it was January 10th when it was published officially. And we, like I said, uh, and we talk, we've talked about this before in previous episodes, and we have um, had some published, uh, you know, some research of our own that we uh, put up on on our websites and blogs and things like that. So. Um, I know my mom is the resident research and, um, you know, scientist, if you will, on the panel here. So I'll let her take first crack at it as far as what um, she's researched, what she's seen as far as, uh, in particular, CBDA uh, and, um, and backing up the research that this study published that CBDA helps keep people safe from getting coronavirus. Well, okay there. No, we've been researching this since the beginning. 
uh, since the first research started coming out of China. And we're looking at uh, how the uh, COVID virus interacted with the body and then what researchers were looking for to either stop it from infecting people or to treat it once it was infected. And at that time, we were able to point out and match up the properties of the raw CBDA that we were have always focused on uh, as far as being able to deal with all the issues uh, created in the body uh, by COVID. But at that time, uh, the news media was very aware and very anxious about anything being published that didn't come from the CDC or wasn't a pharmaceutical. And so at that time, you couldn't mention anything else that might help, even like vitamin C or anything. And so certainly they weren't going to let an upstart uh, CBDA from hemp uh, get involved in the conversation. Uh, so again, too, it's been kind of kept under wraps or whatever. Uh, we noticed right away that, for instance, we have many uh, elderly clients uh, who are taking CBDA, the raw whole plant that we uh, produce. We're taking it two or three times a day for uh, sometimes serious illnesses like cancer or things like that. And they all started letting us know that when they if they did get COVID, that they had milder cases and, and quickly recovered, and they were seeing that correlation themselves. And then we ourselves and other people that knew us, when they did get COVID, they call them, we'd all, you know, have them take extra CBDA, including myself. I was taking it every two hours uh, when I had Delta a year ago, and within a day or so, I was fine. The hardest part was finding testing to get another a negative test at the end of it. So we've always been aware of its benefits, but again, too, it's always incredibly helpful to have research come out from another, uh, from a university. And it's been very frustrating actually trying to find uh, people in the medical field to do research with us um, using our products. Uh, most researchers much prefer like a synthetic copy of a molecule or a single molecule for their pure research. And so we had met with many people trying to find someone that would do this research, <clears throat> do this particular research. And so it's really exciting that another university in Oregon, and Oregon is very good too. They have, you know, universities there. They have the Linus Pauling Institute, which is a very research focused on health uh, institution to work with. So it was very exciting that it got published. Um, and again, too, peer reviewed, which is the cutting edge thing that other people read, read it before it was published and checked out the methods. Uh, and so, again, too, it was very exciting to get it. And then it's one of those things, too, that actually got to the news media because there's a lot of research being done, but a lot of it just stays only if you're researching in that field. Do you know anything about it? And so it was super exciting. And so the two main findings from this study uh, were that the CBDA and then CBGA, and those, again, are the raw hemp plant forms that if that the plant makes itself uh, CBDA is the most prolific or the most found of the cannabinoids in the hemp plant. So it, that's a major one because it is a, uh, again, too, it, it, it's in high, uh, it's very prolific in the plant. There's a lot of it in the, the raw plant. So it gives you more to work with for treatments. And then CBGA, uh, which is actually a precursor to CBDA, uh, though it, so it's found less in the plant because most of it has converted to the CBDA in the plant. And so that's why, for instance, as a company, we do have CBDA and we also have CBGA with especially high amounts in our boost, which is one form of our sublingual or uh, under the tongue type oils. Um, so, again, too, it was very exciting. 
And these researchers, again, researchers can be very, they ran medical search ones were attracted to that spike protein that could interfere with it starting the infection. And they found out that the CBDA and the CBGA were like the strongest ones out there that would attach to that protein and then prevent it from uh, infecting the body. And it's similar to how antibodies work. The antibodies do that in our body too. They attach to the protein, the spike protein, to keep it from infecting us. And so they found out very quickly that the highest potential from any plant they had was the hemp, again, to raw hemp, um, CBDA and the CBGA. And so other cannabinoids that we often hear more about like CBD and THC Delta 9 and THC Delta 8 and CBG that have been all have been heated, uh, they had weak or no binding at all to the spike proteins, and they weren't considered even useful to explore any further. And so that's super exciting that the CBDA and the CBGA uh, came out as the most attracted, or they called it an affinity, uh, to the spike protein. And so then if that the CBDA will attach and the CBGA will attach to that protein, then the virus cannot do that. And so it blocks it from attaching and it also then blocks it from uh, creating the symptoms or the illness of the CBDA. And so that's the two parts. It prevents it from starting and then also uh, helps with the treatment by prevents it from uh, continuing to grow and grow more and more and uh, proliferating or spreading through your body by making more and more copies of the virus. And the researchers also pointed out that the amount of CBDA and CBGA that you needed to block the infections uh, were what they called clinically available. In other words, it wasn't taking so much that it was not feasible to be using it. And I would, they did point out, too, that there was less of the CBDA was needed compared to the CBGA to achieve the desired concentrations of the, the uh, cannabinoids in the body to be effective against blocking and treating the, CB, uh, the COVID. Um, and then they also had pointed out research results that showed that CBDA, um, when they administered it to humans, uh, they found uh, the level actually you needed was not that high. Uh, for instance, in a person weighing 140 pounds, they would need a four milligram dose, and that was a high enough level to be effective against COVID, and that's a pretty low um, level. And they even pointed out for dogs uh, that you could also give the CBDA at one milligram per kilogram, and you can translate that into your pet, your pet uh, was well tolerated. And they, in other words, they took it and there weren't side effects. And they also pointed out that the CBDA in particular was what we call bioavailable. In other words, your body knows how, how to use it, knows how to interact with it, and it works well within the body. And so it's really important to have uh, substances that actually are available in the body. Your body can get them from the doses that you take. And then another major area that the study pointed out that's just really critical is one problem if you follow at all the news on COVID is that the COVID is a virus, and by their very nature, viruses mutate and make new different types. And so that's been a huge issue. And one of the main things, uh, in my opinion and others' opinion, in terms of stopping the, the whole COVID pandemic is because they had like the ones for Delta. And so they made vaccines based on the Delta variant. And now they're finding that doesn't always work with the Omicron uh, variant. 
And so these researchers actually looked at two other variants called alpha and beta. I know one came from South Africa, another one from England, and they were very excited that using the CBDA and CBGA was also effective at blocking and treatment for CB with the, the alpha and the beta variant. And so there's not research yet on the Omicron. And that's just the problem, too, which was very encouraging is because the viruses will continue to mutate. And so if you have antibodies from having Delta or antibodies from vaccinations, um, if, the ver if the new variants are too far removed from that original variant, then the uh, treatments and the same things that worked with the older variants don't necessarily work with the new variants. And so that was very exciting for them, too, that this, the ability to block the spike protein and, and slow down, stop replication was effective against the variants. And one more thing. I know it's hard. Just keep waiting, Justin. Um, and so, again, too, at 101 Hemp, we were, as you imagined, very, very excited because the CBDA and CBGA, the raw hemp unheated variations, uh, have always been what we focused on. Uh, starting from the beginning with Justin and working with his son. And then so our personal experience, customer experience, and then very powerful research uh, that, that we've had that shows that it's very effective and explains how it works. Anything else? Um, well, sure. <laughs> well, I, hold on. Let's, let, let, let Dan interact there a little okay. bit, Dan. I know there's a lot going on there, but uh, let Dan uh, uh, chime in. So. You bet. Yeah, what do you think there, Dan? I know that was a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> most most of that know, was scientific talk, but I'm yeah, sure it, you could follow most of it. As <laughs> usual, Janet, Janet usually talks over my head, but that <laughs> I, I, I was trying to piece as much together. But, you know, quite a few episodes ago, I don't know, maybe six months ago, we had a, one of your um, customers, I guess, uh, Connie Welnick was on. And um, she talked about how she had COVID and her husband had COVID and she has serious comorbidities and she just shook it off like it was nothing. And she, and she completely gave credit to your product and just staying on top of it. She said, she said one night she kind of woke up, didn't feel great, took a little bit more. Next day she was fine. And this was going back, I got to say, this could have even been a year ago, Justin, when I don't know if you remember that conversation, but mm -hmm. we've had a lot of these stories that have, that we've heard different guests talk about. And this study finally validates all these studies that we've been hearing all along. And now it's like, okay, this is why. And then, you know, Janet just filled in all the blanks for us, but it is really, really exciting news for for, for for everything that you've done, it validates all your hard work. Absolutely, yeah. It's um, it was very exciting. Uh, like I have said before, when the news first came out on January tenth, um, you know, I was I was seeing it on my social media feeds. I was seeing it um, directly. People were sending it directly to me and on, on email and social media, and even my phone. And in the beginning, I didn't read it, um, part, partially because, uh, obviously, I was working on a health summit for a three-day health summit that all three of us participated in, and that was a big undertaking. And the other reason was I was like, okay, cool, yeah, um, I knew that, number one. Number two, I didn't know if it would have any legs. 
And so if it doesn't have any legs and it's something I already know, then I'm like, okay, great. Well, you know, tell me something I don't know. But then I started seeing it get traction Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday last week. And uh, in fact, we even did a press release um, on it and highlighting this Oregon State report. And just to give us some more specifics on that, it was actually led by Richard Van Bremen, who's a researcher with Oregon State's Global Hemp Innovation Center, the College of Pharmacy and Linus Pauling Institute. And it was published today in the Journal of Natural Products with a link directly to PubMed.gov. So it doesn't get any more, um, you know, absolutely certified, real deal, this is legitimate um, science that we're talking about here. And uh, the fact that when I saw that they were talking about CBDA, which is the raw version of CBD that the plant makes, that's in the acid form, that's what the A stands for. Um, when I saw that, and uh, that's when I started to get really excited. And then uh, it's exciting to talk about another cannabinoid CBGA that nobody ever talks about, which is truly the mother cannabinoid. So when the plant comes out of the ground, the the high all all cannabinoids come from CBGA. That is the mother cannabinoid, and based on the genetics of the plant, it'll veer one way or the other. Um, you can veer to the left and become CBDA, which we know here as hemp, or it can veer to the right and become THCA, which we've labeled in this country marijuana or high THC cannabis. Well, we also have a strain or a varietal that stays as CBGA. That is the the dominant strain of CBGA. And we um, discovered and worked on genetics with that plant a couple years ago. And so we grew it to keep it for CBGA. And uh, we had already had the product made. So a lot of companies have seen this research and they're coming out with products like, oh my God, let's take two isolates, CBD isolate, and then CBG isolate, and let's make a product and all that. And it's like, for us, it's like, we've had this product for years. And so, and we are the, the largest global manufacturer we of CBD CBGA products. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm here. We are the largest uh, manufacturer of CBDA and CBGA products. And so... It's uh, it's pretty exciting that we have everything in place. So when we did our press release, which was picked up by Yahoo Finance, um, there was a footprint, I just looked at it this morning, of 103 million people based on everywhere it was picked up. And so um, this is exciting for us that we can talk about these CBDAs and CBGAs, and uh, it's got a lot of legs. And in fact, there's more research coming out that... We'll have to save for another episode because there's some more breaking research that's coming out um, with uh, CBD and how effective it is with this particular virus. So uh, like we said in the beginning, two years ago, we had done the research. We had known this. International research had been published on this topic. We published it or we, we put it out there in the U.S. and were forced to take it down. And so um, we're excited two years later that we're talking about it. Those who know us, we've been talking about this a lot for the last two years, certainly on the Miracle Plan podcast. So it is, it's nice to be validated, I suppose. But what I care most about is that people are um, taking it serious and they understand what we know now because this uh, was published you know, through PubMed, through a university in, in America, Oregon State, and uh, it's it's got some good legs. So I know my mom's chomping at the bit. She's got <laughs> some more research to get out. So we know each other. Away. We know each other well. Um, no, I totally agree with that. And I 
a huge champion of CBDA here myself, uh, just based on my research. And so, and the research sort of showed that too, the CBDA uh, required less than the CBGA and was just, so it's just slightly, so it was a stronger, uh, had stronger reaction uh, in its bioavailability. And just from the plant itself, Irish trust the plants. So the plant, the major hemp cannabinoid that you find in the plant is the CBDA because the CBGA is like that earlier version that converts in the plant. And then just in general, all the research, there's much more research on CBDA. And we know that it's the one that we can clearly see the functions where it goes into every cell in the body and balance all of the systems like our endocrine system and our immune system. And, and that the research from Dr. Mishulam, the godfather of, of hemp research and cannabinoid research, um, showed that the CBDA was 10 to 100, up to 1,000 times more powerful in different researched areas uh, than, than any of the heated products, for sure. And so I personally am still believing that the CBDA, just because it seems to be the form our bodies prefer, is the CBDA. And so it's going to make some use of what they often call CBDA a minor cannabinoid, but I think they're finding the thinking on that is changing uh, because for the longest time they were just looking at CBD or THC. Um, so again, too, I'm very confident that the more they keep studying, they'll still find the CBDA uh, is like one of the main things to look at. But the CBGA is going to still have some properties of raw hemp and was also a good function. And the CBDA also, besides being more bioavailable, it's like in our, for instance, in our products, uh, our CBDA is about 70% of our cannabinoids. And uh, so, and also just in general, you need smaller doses of it for effectiveness. So I'm still totally believing in the CBDA, totally support CBGA also. And like Justin mentioned, we already have a product uh, that we, that has higher CBGA, that we focus on the CBGA in that. So again, too, and we keep it the whole plant and the raw plant. And we're so the actual plant that we keep it and we keep the terpenes and the flavonoids and everything in it. And we're so used to going to very large conferences with many, many companies, but many of them do do the heating or decarboxylating to turn things into CBD. And they're trying to find kind of shortcuts like this Delta 8 that was quite popular, might maybe still is popular, uh, that was kind of lab created. So there's always different people, with different focus of their research. And many companies, I must admit, are quite profit motivated and are looking for a quicker commercial approach to providing uh, cannabinoids. And we're still kind of the outlier that we're focused on health. We're focused on the most effective. We're paying it forward for the benefits uh, with Justin's son and for all the people we work with. So I was, like I say, I cannot say how happy I am that it, the, this science also recognized the raw whole plant, the CBDA and the CBGA is what's offering the most helpful uh, solution uh, for COVID. And the researchers did point out too, because everything's kind of divisive these days, they also pointed out that the, trying to find this wasn't to like be the end all be all, but they recognize, and I think many of us recognize the pandemic is still with us. And so they felt their research was a way to support what's going on in a way to support it so that the the pandemic can end sooner. And so again, too, they're not trying to say, ta-da, this is all you need. But again, too, they're trying to support our current efforts. And so again, too, we couldn't be happier. I think people who can now try something else, I'm hoping beyond you know spreading with the news, and I'm excited that got to a million people, I'm also hoping that it spurs more actual research. And so anytime I ever talk to anybody anywhere, I always mention, do you any, know anybody that can do some research that we can pair up to do research with? 
with our hemp CBDA raw product. And so again, too, that's one of my biggest hopes as the outcome of this study and outcome of sharing of this information is to find research partners like at the University of Oregon or other universities or working with local treatment people who are working with people with disease that could use CBDA, including with the pandemic uh, vaccine and the pandemic uh, virus. So again, too, we've got the product, it's ready, we have the research to back it up, and now we have the research to say that actually will help, and from a legitimate source, so we cannot just be, you know, just saying things, but from an actual, you know, peer-reviewed, publicized uh, research. So we're looking very forward to the next steps of continuing to expand and uh, teach about how this can help, and to find more research to continue to back this up. And those Oregon State Beavers, let me tell you, um, you know, they really are taking the forefront um, with their Global Hemp Innovation Center. And this was breaking news. I mean, this was all this was on the late night talk shows. Jimmy Kimmel, I think, said something along the lines of we've been listening to the CDC the whole time. So we should have been eating our CBD. So um, just, yeah, really just a a breakthrough moment. The last breakthrough moment that we had was 2019 when CanMed came around and Dr. Raphael Meshulam announced to the world in 2019 in September, I believe, that CBDA was up to a thousand times more effective than heated or isolated CBD all by itself without the plant. And uh, that was a watershed moment. And this is a watershed moment. So... Um, it's been three years in between (laughs) big moments, but we'll take them. And, you know, even if people have to like point in like history books or, or whatever they use in the future. And they're like, so we do have, it's, so it's basically like, look, when I was looking for a solution for my son and his severe autism diagnosis, I came across some research from a guy named Dr. William Courtney, who was doing, uh, you know, juicing cannabis to help people with cancer. And he was the first one I found. And so people will be able to find these podcasts and things that we've done before it becomes common knowledge. This is just another example of a, re- of a report of a newsworthy research being publicized and picked up by mainstream media that uh, proves the fact that we already knew this, um, especially internationally. We all already knew this. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy for the country, United States, because this one's picking up some legs. And, uh, you know, people, again, we had a health summit last weekend, which is why we weren't um, live on Clubhouse. And the, and the name of the health summit was Take Control of Your Health. And the reason why we named it that was because when people start to implement things like taking raw whole plant CBDA and see the immediate results when it comes to things like pain stress, insomnia, or a serious health challenge that you've tried a million other things and nothing's worked, and you take this miracle plant and it works, then you start to realize and take back the control, take back the power and say, well, what else can I do for my health? And then you take responsibility for your health. And uh, you have to go back and listen to a, a previous podcast because we do go over the five pillars of health. So again, I just uh, we're we're elated, we're excited, we're so happy that this research has come out. Um, there will be people that will try and poke and things and prod 
uh, let them because the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. The reason why we started this Miracle Plant podcast was because we kept hearing so many stories about this miracle plant. Hundreds and thousands of stories, incredible stories that you just couldn't believe unless you heard it from their mouths. So we started a podcast and we had people come and tell us their stories. And so um, we've we've got stories about COVID, whether it's from the doctor's perspective or the researcher's perspective or the actual people who've had it perspective and, and taking it with or without a whole plant raw hemp and, and their experiences. It's all here for your listening experience. And uh, I do want to thank Dan for, for putting on the platform PodCon X, which uh, I believe we're in a bit of a, uh, in a in an investment raise there, Dan. Congratulations on that. Did you want to speak to speak to that? Um, yeah, a little early. We just actually just, just started, uh, but it's on, it's on WeFunder. It's a crowd, crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding. So people are buying stock in our company. But yeah, exciting times. We got a lot of work ahead. Of, we have a lot of work ahead of us. But uh, welcome, Justin, as my new partner. So that's exciting. And um, yeah, I I just um, I'm back to this to talk about this report and this research. It's just one step closer and helps you get to your goal of a billion people by 2025. And man, if this thing gets if this thing get continues to keep getting legs the way it has. <laughs> we'll be we'll be at a billion people by 2024. <laughs> well, I mean, my I'd like to hit it by this year. That would be nice, and then we can set another goal. And yeah. uh, with YouTube and everything else, we'll we'll get there. But it, yeah, this is exciting, and it's exciting that that people because then again, people realize that they can take a little bit of plant juice or a little bit of cold pressed plant oil, and it can help them with a severe issue. And then they're like, okay, well, what else can I do? Well, and the cool one of the coolest things that I want my how I see myself physically checking out of this planet is like the legacy that I see is that people just grow hemp in their backyard like they used to <laughs> and, and just next to the tomatoes and the cucumbers. And there's just there's this plant that you just you put it in your daily juice in the morning. You just juice it just like orange juice and you put it in. And like Dr. William Courtney has said, it's a dietary essential. And if you ate it every day, if you consumed it every day, then you wouldn't have to use it as medicine, right? Because it's a food. It's the superfood of superfoods. I should probably go trademark that. But uh, <laughs> anyways, did you have anything finally to, to add here before we wrap up, Janet? Um, sure. And so I'd like just to kind of summarize. And one thing we talked about the talk shows and all of this being turned into kind of a joke in a sense. And then some people... Again, too, not truly understanding the whole range of cannabinoids and hemp versus uh, marijuana or whatever. It would kind of talk, implying that, that, that like it was pot, like, oh, whatever. So I always wanted to clarify from my scientific viewpoint that, again, too, it's raw hemp and it's the CBGA and the CBDA. And this makes sure people understand that and don't think they can just run and get the closest gummy with CBD in it and it's going to have the effect. So it has to be the raw form. And then, too, my, all of my research and awareness, too, we seem to be one of the few, and it's the only company I know offhand, that started out local and turned regional and state, and now we ship internationally with a ready-made, tested, effective, popular product that actually meets the criteria of what they found out in the research with the high CBDA, and then the other one with the high CBDA plus CBGA in it. 
And so I really want to uh, focus on that, that yes, we've already done the research. We've arrived at this conclusion uh, for a variety of other reasons, including other conditions that it was very helpful at. And then the research showing that the power of the raw plant. And then again, too, just want to keep pointing out, I'm always reaching out for people to do research, other people that can do research with our product. And I'm very happy. I often make a, a comparison against Horton Here's a Who and little Sally Woohoo, who is trying to who is trying to tell the world, yelling for help, but nobody can see her on her tiny little dandelion puff. And I feel that way about our CBDA being heard over the noise of CBD and THC. So to me, this is a great gratefulness that the message is getting out. And so that's my biggest thankfulness is that the message of the raw hemp CBDA and CBGA getting out and especially at something as important as COVID during this time of pandemic. So I'm feeling very blessed and uh, very grateful right now for these results. Yeah, it's it's definitely a blessing. It's very exciting. And this is only what uh, we're talking. It, it's been 12 days since this has been out and it's made a huge splash. So we're just excited to talk about it here at the Miracle Plant. I see Chocolate Johnny's down there sending me some back channel messages about uh, getting some of that CBDA down there in Australia. He's got an amazing uh, chocolate and candy company down there. And we have actually put our raw CBDA uh, extract, hemp extract, in to chocolates before. Uh, and here in California, we're able to do it again. Uh, we have passed our California hemp bill. And so uh, there's many different forms of taking it. Uh, if you can't grow it in your backyard, for whatever reason, uh, that's what our products represent is a whole plant, cold-pressed, raw, holistic plant experience. So um, at the end of every show, we always um, say heal the world because that is our mission here. This miracle plant, it had helped answer our prayers when we were looking for a solution from a severe diagnosis with my son. And when we got our answer, our prayers answered, uh, we decided that we were going to make it our mission to paint forward and heal the world because we saw so many incredible stories of how this plant has helped people in so many incredible ways. You name the ailment, Dr. Ethan Russo would say an endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome is linked to every major disease and ailment that has been published as well. We need to be consuming this plant on a daily basis. And like Dr. William Courtney said, it's a dietary essential. So on the counter three, we say heal the world to send out the vibes, the energy, to the people out there that are looking for hope, that are looking for a solution, and they find us, hear us, and come our direction. So here at the Miracle Plant, let's say heal the world, everybody. One, two, three. Heal the world. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plant podcast. We're here almost every Saturday at 10 a.m., unless we're doing a health summit or something along those lines. So please swing by if you want to be a guest or if you want to ask your questions, come on by the clubhouse at 10 a.m. Pacific, and we will see you next week. So thanks for tuning in. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. 
Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.